Welcome to another Mental Wellness Moment with Dr. Nicholas Mitchell, Provincial Medical Director for Addiction and Mental Health with Alberta Health Services. Today, I talked to Dr. Mitchell about helping your child or teen during a disaster or emergency. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Mitchell. What are some common responses that children and teens might have to a disaster or emergency? So the way a child or an adolescent responds uh, can vary widely. Um, it depends sometimes on the nature of the situation, but a lot of it depends on the age and the developmental stage of the, of the, of the child or the adolescent. Younger kids uh, in particular um, are less likely to be able to vocalize or talk about what they're feeling. And so you might see things like changes in their patterns of behavior, they're sleeping, um, they may appear more emotional, crying, they might appear more withdrawn. Sometimes they'll complain of uh, physical uh, concerns as opposed to expressing emotional pain. Uh, as kids, uh, as children age, as adolescents become better at uh, identifying their emotions, um, they can become better at vo verbalizing them. So it's important that um, we're reaching out to the kids and adolescents around us and, and trying to check in and, and ask uh, how they're doing, but understanding that they might not be able to tell us. What are some things adults can do to help children and teens cope during a disaster or emergency? So as uh, uh, an adult or as, as a loved one of a, a child or an adolescent who might be going through stress uh, in an emergency or disaster, uh, trying to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we can provide to them uh, kind of a calm, non-anxious presence is really important. Um, make sure you have the information you know or that you need um, to know so that you can manage your uh, own anxiety, but also so that you can answer the questions that uh, the, the kids or uh, teens might have. Uh, um, because they're probably looking for information. They're going through some of the same uncertainty that you are. Um, be honest uh, and, and upfront, but as much as possible, um, you know, try to listen and provide a space where you can hear um, what they're going through um, so that you can appropriately validate and respond to their concerns. Can children and teens develop long-term mental health issues following a disaster or emergency? So there are longer-term impacts from disasters, but what those are vary from person to person. Um, most people will go through periods of time, and this is regardless of age, where they'll feel disoriented um, after a disaster, especially in the initial phases when a lot of your routines are thrown out, where, where you might be physically displaced. Um, once uh, individuals kind of return to their um, baseline uh, functioning, once they're kind of back in their home and their usual routines, um, those tend to fall out uh, or fall uh, disappear. But sometimes we do see uh, individuals who develop um, what we would call post-traumatic stress disorder, where they um, might have nightmares or flashbacks. Um, they might have changes in their uh, emotions where they're depressed or more anxious. And when that happens or you're concerned about it, it's important to reach out um, for help um, from professionals. Where can parents and caregivers go for support? There's information available on the uh, Alberta Health Services Help in Tough Times website. A lot of resources around um, mental health and coping. Um, but if you have questions or concerns, we also have a um, mental health helpline that's available across the province, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, the number is one 303 Thank you, Dr. Mitchell. You've been listening to a Mental Wellness Moment produced by Alberta Health Services. You can find mental health supports for yourself and others at ahs.ca backslash help in tough times. Thanks for listening.